and welcome to That's Life, where since the last time we spoke, folks, I think the world has actually turned upside down. If you get that quote, that's even better. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. My name is, I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison, right before Nahum's live lunch. Before we start with Yoni, just hi, Yoni. Okay, yeah, do your thing. Hi. Thank you, thank you, hi. Um, I want to give Avrami a shout out. Shout out to Avrami, who has had superhero-like saves in the last week here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Not to be believed. Um, he's like a doctor on call, frankly. And uh, yeah, when we need to wake him in the middle of the night, his response is, no problem. Uh, I must take the opportunity to th- to thank him publicly. Uh, we have thanked him internally numerous times over the last week. We'll thank him again tomorrow during our weekly meeting. His Herculean efforts on behalf of this network are certainly both astounding and appreciated. So Avrami, Thank you for all you do, and maybe you should stay in Israel because this is working out really, really well. Yoni, thoughts? I, I don't know. The Israel thing could have... Uh... I know, but look, right. I mean, are I mean, you listen, kidding me? I wake out. up in the morning, on Monday morning, and the, the yeah, newsletter yeah, is done. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing. Yes, I do. I, I know that the time constraints and the, uh, the um, time difference is often problematic, but I will say, Avram, you know... I hope it's working out for everybody in your family. From our <laughs> point of view, yes, obviously you being in Israel is a wonderful thing on many, many levels. But truly, thank you so much for everything you have done. And um, we really appreciate it here. And now to Yoni. Hello, Yoni. Good morning. How are you, sir? Do you start with my name is Miriam or I am? I think it's- I use, I always say- um, uh, My name, no? No, I'm Miriam Wallet. Oh, really? That's yes. Like, oh, so you were right. Now, I right what I started with my name is and oh. I was like that doesn't, I don't that's say funny that. I thought it was my name is no, I don't <laughs> say that right. um okay so last week we we're in Pittsburgh right and we're right <laughs> it, it was only a week, week ago, ago. Yeah. isn't that nuts well last week we were in Pittsburgh and um a, an experience that for me was completely life-changing and since the last time I have really been on the air in the last 36 hours alone on the crazy planet in which we live mm-hmm. okay um in no particular order. There were the results of the midterm elections. Right. Um, too many anti-Semites were elected to office. Right. Right. There's that. Uh, Jim Acosta was tossed out of the White House press room. Hilarious. <laughs> that video was, yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah. almost like a Saturday Night Live scheme, I know, right? Except real life. Um, I assume they're going to do something like that this Saturday night. I cannot imagine. They also took a beating. With Waldron. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Last Saturday night. Um, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, known to many as Bubby, fell last night, broke three I ribs. Heard, yeah. We certainly wish her a refuel shleim, and I'm not saying that sarcastically at all. Um, and as we woke up here on the East Coast um, of the United States, we woke up to find out that there had been another mass shooting here in the United States, this one in California, in Thousand Oaks, California, where uh, I, th- it's, I think the number I last saw was 12. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. 12 people were murdered last night um, in the middle of the night there and early more very early morning here on the east coast when i woke up at five o'clock i mean it was all over my inbox um and all over my twitter feed so um it is an absolute insane insane situation um god there should be for those who were injured we clearly are praying for you and wish a speedy recovery for the families of those who were murdered um there are no words there are no words there are good thoughts and there are prayers, but there are no words to capture um, my sentiments at this moment. But certainly, 
we stand together as Americans and those people who think that they have answers to all the problems here in the United States, you guys are the ones who actually make me nervous. It's the, those of us who know that there aren't actually answers all the time who are honest about that, who sometimes just, you just have to live. Um, those are the people I find comfort in. Um, I want to do the, um, I want to do the fortune cookie. Um, I want to do the fortune cookie. We haven't done a fortune cookie in a while. Right. I often forget the fortune cookie. It happens. Um, it does happen. That's true. But I also find myself forgetting a lot of things. That's for <laughs> sure. Okay, here we go. People may doubt what you say, but they will believe what you do. Not very good. Okay, it's yeah. a little bit and more ma'at say harbe. Yeah. Okay, so Confucius uh, reads Perkevos. Is that what that's about? Um, that's pretty cool. So I'm going to keep this one. Also, let's do some national holidays today. Um, it is, <laughs> Yoni, you're particularly going to like this one um, because I made broccoli yesterday in the studio. Today is Cook Something Bold and Pungent Day. I thought you were going to say like Lysol Day or something, <laughs> but yeah, that works too. <laughs> Bold and Pungent Day. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that. That would be steaming broccoli in your work microwave. And for that, I do apologize to everyone here in the building. The truth is it's not as bad like when you do it. Like when you're eating the broccoli, it's like, all right, like right. at least I'm eating it. But then when you're not eating the broccoli and you it's smell it, it's like, like mm, oh, right, mm, yeah. I'm having chocolate chip cookies with the broccoli stank. Right, like, that's not okay. Broccoli, Brussels sprouts, all the other, I mean, cauliflower, I, cauliflower all yeah. these, yeah, things that are. Most people would say like tuna. Like that's like the office right, workspace thing. But right. I think we all hear like tuna, so it's fine, with, except Jamie didn't. Back right, in the day. well, right. She still probably doesn't, but she doesn't. Right. You know what I mean by back you, in the day. Tuna yeah. is not something you eat on an airplane either. Same right. reason. Deli. Chinese like, food. All that stuff. You don't want to be that guy. Right. Um, so yeah, today is Cook Something Bold and Pungent Day. It's also National Parents as Teachers Day. 100%. Make My sure. parent was a teacher. Right. I think that that's what that, and I was a teacher as well. So right. I think that that's partly what it's about. But I also think it's about parents recognizing mm. that they are teachers. Right, right, right. Um, I, I think that sometimes we forget that, and that also goes to the Absolutely. fortune cookie. But yes, we role model for our children all the time. We are education begins in the home. Right. That is one hundred percent true. Um, and in terms of people who understand the power of that they can that they can impact on others by by leading by examples, um, and also somebody, frankly, who who finds comfort. Um, or who is able, I should say, to find light in darkness, you would you would often turn to an artist for something like that. Right. Whether it's somebody who is who is skilled at his craft in writing or her craft in writing, or it's it's a poet, or in this case it's an artist, it brings me actually very, very smoothly to our first guest. Uh, you're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network and Rabbi Yitzchak Muli. He is at muliart.com, M-O-U-L-L-Y, art.com, joins me this morning. He's an Australian-American Orthodox rabbi and artist associated with the Chabad Lubavitch Hasidic movement, and he is known for his Hasidic pop art painting style. He creates distinctive pieces of contemporary Jewish art that combine the bright, bold colors prevalent in pop art with the timeless and sophisticated images of Judaica and the Jewish people. Yitzchak, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me, and on such short notice, and clearly with what you have is a very busy painting schedule. 
my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely, my pleasure. Uh, and um, as I had explained yesterday uh, between you and I, is that it was completely fortuitous that I stumbled when I did over the installation that you are currently doing at the Jewish Children's Museum in Brooklyn, which we'll talk about in, in just a few moments, um, yeah. that led us to today's conversation, which really um, is, again, a, a divine intervention if we can go to that route for a moment. everything uh, I, I go there all day, every day. <laughs> I pretty much live my life on uh, one Hashkacha Pratis to the next, one divine intervention to the next, and yes, I'm sure we'll get into that. A hundred percent. But first I want to discuss, um, I want to discuss in general, how you, and in this case, I I wish you'd speak on behalf of other artists, how you are able to take a dark time, and in this case, I specifically refer to the Tree of Life um, synagogue shooting last week, um, which unfortunately seems like 100 years ago, even though we were literally there one week ago today. And you were right. able to take that horrific time, both in American and Jewish history, and make something beautiful to serve as a tribute. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, 100 thoughts go through my head a minute, and it really was a confluence of many thoughts that all just struck me. And really, the idea struck me much Shabbos, uh, a few hours after we heard the news. We didn't hear the news on Shabbos itself. And, I mean, number one, this tree of life. I have a tree of life. Part of my process is silkscreen. I've had this tree. I've worked with this tree since 2006. You know, it's something that's close to me. That, that's number one. Number two is that um, I'm friends with, um, with um, oh, God, I'm going blank, uh, with Yoram Ra'anan, the artist in, in Israel who 40 years of his work went up in smoke uh, right. in an arson attack. Right. And he started painting in black, his black backgrounds. And I did a, another, a, other paintings, the idea of black and gold on top, that came together. And it just it hit me. And I've done other paintings with a, starting off instead of with a white canvas, but with a black canvas. And it just hit me right. that this is, this is it, that, that I need to, and I need to film it. And I need to, it was a healing process for me or, or, or a... a a responsive process to to the terror uh, for me, and I felt that I wanted to record it and then share it uh, for others. And the idea was really to, to take a canvas, paint it black, take color, take white, take something bright, paint it black, recognize the darkness, and then build from there. And so I painted the, I, I created the tree in gold and then gold and other metallic colors to, to give it this shine. And then I I memorialized the victims as best I could. I I, I, I you know, wrote down all their names, and then I painted 11 trees for the 11 victims, and I, I read their names out loud, you know, as I painted them to, to, for all of us to memorialize them. And then the last element was, is this, this sky of, of, uh, of, of light in, in the darkness, and that's, that's us, that we have a responsibility to now respond to do something to, in, in each of us, the way we process best, uh, to bring light to the darkness. And it hit me, and I knew I had to do it straight away. Sunday, I just, logistics and family, I, I wasn't able to get to the studio to do it. So first thing Monday morning, I created the painting, and I put it out there as quick as I could. It's an absolutely beautiful piece. You can go to mooleyart.com. That's M-O-U-L-L-Y-A-R-T.com. And you can watch the video and understand the process that Yitzchak actually went through in order to create this. I wonder if we could, and I'm actually looking at the image at the moment. 
I wonder if we could just talk about the 11 flames that are burning on this tree that are that, uh, uh, specifically because I, I imagine that the two that are paired together are, uh, I mean, on the one hand, I, I wonder if that's supposed to be um, the Simons, Sylvan, uh, Sylvan and Bernice Simon, who, who perished together, a husband and wife, or is that supposed to, to be David and Cecil Rosenthal, the two brothers who died at the same time? So on the right-hand side of the tree, further down, you have two flames that are closest together, and that's, that's the husband and wife. And on the left-hand side, you have two flames that are close together, but not exactly on the same level, and those are the brothers. Ah. And husband and wife are, are, are on the same page always. Brothers are close, but they're not always on the same page. So mm. the brothers, <laughs> one slightly higher than the other. Um, forgive me, I forget which one I put higher than the other, and please, God, let them and their families forgive me. Uh, I don't know who's older. Chances are, Hashkacha Pratis is that I got it right. Um, but, yeah, it, it very much was the idea of trying to, trying to get into the moment, into the whatever I could, as much as I could, while painting it. And what's the reception been to the piece? The, it's, it's, been, it's, it, it's been a process for others as well. It's been cathartic. Uh, it's been a really an incredible response from many people. Um, and people thank me, and I, it's not about me, it's, it's, God spoke through me, just the idea came, and, and the best part of this painting is I didn't screw it up. Uh, I have a tendency to overpaint things, and go, oops, you know, um, and I stopped, I stopped, perhaps before the painting was complete, but it's, 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 it's about the darkness, it's about the darkness, and, and the little bit of light that's fighting to, <clears throat> fighting with the darkness. So the, the painting, the, the response has been incredible. And uh, as you had mentioned, so once I finished the painting, I said, well, okay, now this piece belongs to Pittsburgh. Uh, it's not my piece. It doesn't belong to me. It, it belongs to Pittsburgh. So how do I get it there? And so I started reaching out and, and whoever I knew and, and whatever, you know, elements and so on. And as a Shkakapratis would have it, um, I had met um, Dr. S- um, uh, Dr. Esther Sarok, who is the, the shlicha, the representative of the World Zionist Organization to North America. I had met her at the JLI retreat, the Jewish Learning Institute retreat, a Chabad uh, learning thing. And we met, and I, I, we're working on a potential major project of doing public art menorahs around the country and around the world, a huge initiative. Um, and I was talking, you know, we've been in conversation about that. And I emailed her this week, Monday, Tuesday, this past, you know, shortly after I made the painting, about other things. And I said, uh, you know, and I, I included the painting, an image of the painting, and I, you know, my, my words, she was blown away by it. She reached out to her boss, the, the, uh, the chairman of the World Zionist Organization, and now the, the WZO is buying the painting and donating it to the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. Wow. So the tree is going to where it belongs, to the people of Pittsburgh and, and to specifically that synagogue and that community. And how does that make you feel? It's humbling. It's humbling. It's, uh, it, it makes me feel that I'm doing the right thing. You know, and, and uh, there's a podcast I listened to, and you know, he says, how do you know you've made it? You know, what, what's the idea of making it? And the guy's response was, the host is that you know you've made it when you can do it another day. And so I know I've made it 
when when I can contribute, when mm. when what I contribute actually is a meaningful contribution, and it's 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 awesome, it's humbling, it's 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 just it's heartwarming to know that, it, that you're doing something right. You know, we're all running around in circles and we're doing everything the best we can, and sometimes we have no idea of the impact of what we're doing. And every so often, you get a you know a little a little you know thumbs up from the universe saying you know you're doing you're doing good, keep it up. So. It's beautiful. Amazing. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and we're talking to artist and rabbi Yitzhak Muli. You can find his art at muliart.com. That's M-O-U-L-L-Y art.com. I really encourage you. I actually, not to sound um, not to sound like a groupie, Rabbi, but I did watch the video even before inviting you to join me on the air because yeah. I, I hear what you're saying in terms of it being a process for other people as well. And I did personally find and struggle with the the ability to, I don't want to say make sense out of all of it, because there's, there's no sense to be made, but at least to be able to sort of put myself back together again um, and, and, you know, just move forward without without forgetting. And so being yeah. in being in Pittsburgh last week and and being at the memorial in the unbelievably humbling and somber and horrific uh, circumstance, um, I, I, I want you to know that I, I, I appreciated the process that you went through in creating um, your piece in in honor and memory um, of those who were murdered. I, I really did. There was something very um, comforting and um, in in watching your process as if there was some kind of an actual tangible manifestation that someone could have out of everything that people were feeling myself right. included and so I wonder how how you as an artist see art and and appreciate art as being a healing mechanism we we all have our own ways of processing. We all have our own ways of dealing with things. And art has, all forms of art, art expression has a form of, of cutting through whatever, the noise, the static, and, and, and really touching the core of something, both for positive and negative, uh, you know, for joy and otherwise. And you know, I remember once the Wall Street Journal was interviewing me, and they said, oh, what's the response in the Hasidic community to art? Are people angry about it? And uh, I said, really, the worst response that I get is indifference. And mm. so when, when someone responds to, to, to a piece like this that's, that's attempting to grapple with the tragedy, and people respond and it touches them, then, then I've done my job. And that, that we all have, you know... Uh, there was a, there's a young uh, um, young Burston boy who is studying in Pittsburgh, and he made a pay, he made a song. He he wrote a song in honor in memory of of those who who perished, mm. um, because that was his way of dealing. And so we right. all have our ways of dealing. And but I think I think art has has expression has the ability to just to get to the core of things, to get to to the essence in certain ways, and convey. You know, in a way that transcends words, but words itself is a form of, of creativity. So I'm not, I'm not discounting that in any way. Sure. Um, I want to, I want to share if I can. Uh, I've realized that I've done a, a number of paintings in response to various tragedies throughout. Unfortunately, our tragic, you know, last 
number of years. But one of the ones that, that stand out to me the most is um, the Tuesday morning of the massacre in Harnoff, the sure. synagogue in Harnoff. Which we just, and, it was just the yard site. Really? Yes. How long ago? Uh, I mean, a couple of days. I think it was, uh, it was either between last Shabbat and now. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So that happened on a Tuesday morning. At the time I was going to a class on Tuesday morning, I had whatever plans I had, and it, it touched us all. It, 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 it cut like a, like a cleaver to a... Uh, um, and I, I, get, I get worked up sometimes I talk about this, but um, I pulled it up and I said, can I take a talus and rip it and memorialize the victim? And I did. I took and it looks it looks like the scene. It looks mm. like the crime scene, yeah. and it's it's heavy and it's red and there's a talus with red on it and it's ripped and it's. And I finished it and I had more talus on the side. It's flat on the table. And as I finished it, you know, as I'm washing my hands, I said, "Okay, now, wonderful, but this is not our whole story. I must create a second painting that's positive and it's uplifting, that that conveys the, the, our resilience to to rise." up after a tragedy. Mm. And I thought, and I thought, and I thought, and I knew what I wanted to do. I didn't have what and how. And the first yards I came and went, and honestly, I started beginning to feel like a fraud because, you know. And then, as I'm sure you're very well aware, Sarah Litvin and Ariel Beagle were getting ready to get married, and her father and brother were murdered days before the wedding. And she said, sitting shiver, she said, she's not going to let these animals take her joy, and that... Sorry. Understood. Not a problem. Take a moment. I'm Yisrael. I'm, I'm Yisrael is invited to her wedding. And I'm Yisrael came. We, we all came. As a community from around the world and from around Israel. And I realized that's my second painting. So the second painting is a chasen and kala underneath a talus. And the talus has some red stains on it. And the second one is bigger than the first. The first one is 40 by 40. The second one is 48 by 48. That, that, I'm sorry. I'm Yisrael Chai. So those two paintings, um, they're not for sale because they belong in a museum somewhere. And when Ashkach decides it's time, it'll find its right home to, to tell our collective story of, of the... The down and then the up, and that we, we get knocked down all too often, but we have, and we can, and we do get back up again. A hundred percent. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Before we run out of time, um, I was uh, I was hoping that Dr. Cran Cement would be able to join us, but even though, even though she hasn't been able to call in, I do want to discuss, even for a moment, and I'm happy to continue this conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, with her. Me, I'm sorry, she tells me they're not answering the phone. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. We're sitting here and the phone's not ringing, but um, I, I, I'm not... But either way, um, either way, I'm happy to discuss the conversation with her another time, not a problem. But I do want to discuss the uh, mural that you are in the middle of, of painting, yeah. this mural yeah. that you're in the middle of creating, this massive initiative on behalf of or in conjunction with RCII, the, the Ruderman Chabad Inclusion Initiative at the Jewish Children's Museum, the We All Belong uh, mural. Tell me about that. So... I have this, this dream of doing 10 murals up and down Kingston Avenue, the heart of, of the Chabad world, and then elsewhere of Lubavitcher Rebbe's 10 Mitzvah Initiative. And one of them is, obviously, love your fellow as yourself. And uh, 
Sarah reached out to me because Eighth Day is creating a, a song, or they've created a song, and they're creating a music video to go with the song, this idea of inclusion. And she reached out, would, would I be interested in making a CD cover for this? And I said, hey, why do a CD cover? We can do a mural. Uh, and it took a lot of working out, negotiating, and finding walls and approval and so on. And just yesterday, um, you know, we, we, it's, it's coming together. So the beginning of the mural is hashtag we all belong, which is this idea of the Ruderman Foundation and inclusion. Inclusion that everybody with, with, with physical and emotional disabilities um, belong and are part of the community. And we, again, we have a responsibility as the able-bodied to welcome them in. And it touches a little back to, to Pittsburgh and mental health. And, and if, we, if we really all belong and if the able-bodied, we welcome everybody, then please God, those with mental health will feel more included and, and hopefully situations like this won't happen as much or again. Uh, but so this is part one, and, and um, I'm going to be heading back to Brooklyn after I pack my crate to send to uh, Florida because I'm flying to Florida tomorrow morning. So things are rather busy for a bunch of art shows. Uh, but the, I'm going to be doing a number of outlines, silhouettes or, or people uh, engaging in obviously straw, both able-bodied people and people with an emotional, physical disabilities, and conveying the idea that we're all a community and indeed we all belong. Absolutely. Uh, it's a beautiful initiative. I do want to hear more about it. I hope you and Dr. Cement uh, will join me together when, when, when the project is further along and when I'm certain I can get both of you on the phone at the same time um, to hear more about the program and certainly about the initiative because it is true. We do all belong. Again, you can go to Muli Art. It's M-O-U-L-L-Y art.com. Rabbi Yitzhak Muli, continued great work on behalf of the Jewish people, and thank you for continuing to find light in the darkness. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. My pleasure. You've been listening to that live here at the Nachum Siegel Network. We have just a few moments before the start of the live lunch today, hosting the live lunch, of course, is Nachum. The Thursday live lunch will be followed by TBT Throwback Thursday starting at 1 o'clock. 4 p.m. is the encore of JM Rewind. 7 p.m. Arab Shabbos show with Mark Zomik brought to you by our friends at Kedem. We're quickly going to go to the song because I don't want to cut the song out. We're closing today with Light by Avram Fried. It is Rosh Chodesh Kislev. It is the first day of Rosh Chodesh Kislev. We have two days of Rosh Chodesh Kislev. So a Rosh Chodesh Kislev Sameach to everyone. And may the Festival of Lights shed light on the dark corners of the world. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Do 